This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Dreaming of a better sleep? Tossing and turning is not your destiny. And Ollie is here to help. Ollie invites you to sink into sweet, sweet slumber to improve your mental and physical health and overall wellness. More than just melatonin, Ollie's ingredients help you unwind your mind for a delightfully dreamy drift off. Sleep is on the way at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. G'day, mates. It's Bee Buster here. And before the episode begins, I would just like to let you know that Be Scared, which is produced along with Studio 71, features scary stories from around the globe on a weekly basis that aim to fuel your nightmares with a smile. And if you enjoy the podcast, it would be great if you could hit that subscribe button and drop a review. Thanks for listening, guys. And without further ado, let's begin. So I was 26 at the time, and also I'm a lady. I needed gas, and it was around 11pm on a Saturday. I pulled into a busy gas station to fill my tank up, except it was completely bare, not a car in sight. I also live in Alaska, and it was very cold this night, maybe negative 10 I guess. But I was tired after working and just wanting to get home. Usually I start my pump and sit in my car due to the freezing cold, but this time I had a weird feeling that I just needed to stand by the pump, so I did. I just started pumping my gas when a little gold sedan pulled up right next to me. A guy got out and I was feeling hypervigilant for some reason. He started cleaning his completely clean windows and as he put back the squeegee, he started towards me. I felt like I wanted to run, but... I stayed calm and continued pumping. He asked me if I would help him put his windshield wiper fluid in his car because he ran out and he doesn't know how to open the hood. I laughed it off and told him that I don't know either, which was actually a lie. But he kept getting closer and closer to me while trying to lure me to his car by saying that there's something under his seat that he can't reach because he's too big. Now, I'm 5'2 and petite. This man was large and scruffy. I think Alaska wilderness dude. And at this point, I'm freaking out and I hit the cell button on the pump. He took a step back and started to go back to his car and I thought that I was being smart. My gas is almost done. I looked into his car when I noticed that the insides of the doors, they had no handles except for the driver door and... That really freaked me out. I was putting the pump back and opening my door. He was right behind me, slammed my door shut and yelled, You're coming with me. Obviously, I refused and I was petrified. He grabbed my arm and slammed me against my car and I elbowed him as hard as I could. I started to scream at the top of my lungs and thank God for the gas attendant with a big gun that night because if not for him, I don't know what would have happened to me. The attendant pulled the video and we made a police report. I called immediately after that guy took off and I never heard anything else about it after that night. And I guess the best that I can hope for is that he didn't get some other girl alone like I was. This takes place in southeast Texas, within 100 miles of Houston. I was in college but had moved back to my parents for a semester after some, some roommate drama. 
My parents lived out in the country though, miles outside of town with some acreage. The land in the back of the house consists of four zones really. You've got the backyard with the nice St. Augustine, the back back which is the section of the woods that my parents cleared of underbrush and kept fairly maintained, the back 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 which is a sort of clearing that we used to go back and do bonfires and parties in high school, and then there's the woods. After high school, my parents kind of gave up on keeping back the brush and weeds from anything except their nice backyard section. So imagine a big backyard fenced by a wall of tall weeds and large trees that goes back a while, and then a field of giant weeds transitioning into solid dense woods with oak, pine, and other trees and all that. I should also mention that I had this dog that my parents let me keep outside, they had a big chain link dog run that she lived in since my parents had no parameter fencing besides some barbed wire at the very back of the property and this dog was not the type to stay in one spot. In fact, she was aggressive to other dogs too, always going after them acting tough and I sometimes worried that she'd get out and kill the neighbor's chickens or something. She was about 60 pounds and not a jumpy or scared dog at all. Now, since I was in college, I had no curfew or anything and would always come home late at night, early morning, after hanging out with friends or studying or whatnot. On this particular night, it was pretty cold out. 50 is cold here, can't tell me different either. And even though she had a house and had a bed and straw out there, I felt bad for my dog so I decided to bring her in to sleep in the garage. I should have been more careful because this happened quite a bit but Somehow this dog just always got the better of me. She would wait in the back until the gate was unlocked and I was in the run, gate closed with unlocked horseshoe latch, run around me and pop the gate latch with her nose and bolt off. So of course, she did this and me being who I was, was left standing in the run in the cold in the middle of the night. I was angry too because I knew that I had to go and find her and bring her back at this point. The moon was pretty bright that night and I had seen her fly into the weed wall and disappear so I followed her in without a light, called her name and there were some little trails through the weeds that we tried to keep open so we could access the property but these were less wide than a person can walk and the weeds were about maybe a head taller than me so it was pretty dense. Anyway, I'd gone a ways and had passed through the wooded section out into the clearing, solid weeds, five or eight feet tall. And I get quiet listening, trying to hear sounds of where she might have been at. When I hear intermittent rustling out toward the woods, which at this point uh, just a real dark outline at the edge of the weed jungle. The rustling wasn't the sound I expected since she usually just crushed through the woods and in my head I'm thinking, what the heck is she doing now? Honestly thought that she was probably rolling around in some dead skunk or something and I was going to have to bathe her. Figuring though that it was just my wild dog again, I made my way toward the noise, calling out her name again. As I got closer, it became apparent though that the rustling was not the sound of an animal charging through underbrush, but more like something intentionally shaking the trees. Like if you would grab a branch and shake it and all the connected trees and vines would shake too. I was close enough now to make out individual branches silhouetted at the top of the tree line and I could see that whatever was going on was causing the trees to shake all the way up to the top as well. This was off and decidedly not my dog prancing around. I shut up and froze. Now I hear in all of these stories people talking about how when they notice the woods go silent and I can't remember if this happened or not but... As I stood there, I clearly heard two or three loud, deep huffs. And I guess it, it kind of sounded like a bull, but maybe with a deeper fluttering to it. Not like the tonal sounds a cow makes, but the deep, heavy exhale when they're defensive. And seemed to come from around my head height, I guess. For some reason, my mind registered that this thing was a lot closer to me than the tree line. I also remember the distinct feeling that... This noise, it was directed at me. It was at this point too that I got this terrible feeling in my gut, like whole body fear and I panicked. 
Rational or not, I yelled my dog's name with all fear and urgency. You know how your voice gets higher and louder at the end? Well, I did that and turned and I just ran as hard as I could. Either my dog heard my tone and got scared or she was scared of whatever was on that tree line because as I crashed through the weeds, she came up on my left from a creek and flew past me like a bullet. When I got to the open garage, she was trying to get into the back door to the house, jumping on it like a crazy animal, which was really unlike her. I closed the garage but put her in the kennel and after that, I went to bed. Now, I don't know what it was and at the time I think I convinced myself that it was one of those hogzillas that you hear about on the news from time to time. I've been around plenty of cattle and I've never heard one make a noise quite like this one. Not saying that it couldn't have been but something just didn't feel right. This was like 10 years ago but I know for sure that I'm still going to think real hard about it even if I never have to go back out there alone at night again. This happened in August of 2021. My parents were out for the night. It was just me and my sister home. This was in Manchester, UK. It was around one in the morning and I was sat in my kitchen eating food and on my phone. I hear two taps on the window and look up and there was a man in a balaclava waving a knife around. It didn't really scare me at first. I think I just started swearing and asking who are you? I live in an area where people casually flash knives around. But he didn't say anything and was just sort of scoping out the kitchen like he was looking for something. And he asked how's my sister? Then a few seconds later my front doorbell rings and the man says someone's at the door. I don't know how he heard the doorbell because, I mean, it's hardly noticeable from the kitchen, let alone outside. But that's when I was pretty terrified because my front door was actually unlocked. I quickly grabbed a knife and walked towards the front door. I can see if someone has stood there because there's a glass panel in it. But nobody was there. I quickly locked the door and went back to the kitchen and the man was gone. Instantly I thought about my sister and I ran straight up to her to check on her because it really spooked me out how he asked about her and she was thankfully fast asleep. I shut her window and checked every window and made sure every door was locked. I don't know why but I didn't think to call the police at the time. Instead I just sort of waited up all night and waited for my parents to get back to report it. My mum always shouted and lectured me whenever I left the doors open, even in the day. She's just really paranoid, but I tell you, after that, I triple check every door now. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. So my girlfriend has a younger sister who unfortunately has cerebral palsy and autism too. And although she's very smart, she can't really support herself fully and will probably need help and guidance for the rest of her life, which is perfectly fine. She's basically our adopted daughter. My girlfriend taught her sister how to walk and talk and basically everything that she knows. But one day, my girlfriend told me how there were three instances in her life where her sister basically sort of broke character and 
told her how she was stuck and couldn't get out, and that she was trapped and needed help desperately. Her sister talks in a very sort of specific kiddish and cutesy way. She's very innocent and to this day, at 19 years old, talks to her stuffed animals like as if they're real. But during the three times where she broke character, my girlfriend told me that her sister spoke in a certain desperate and adult tone and made a face like she was scared for her life and literally the next second her face would change and she would go back to the way that she was before. And my girlfriend told me that it would be like her sister didn't remember what had just happened moments ago. To this day, it scares her and makes her wonder what if her sister is trapped in a, a childlike state and sometimes has moments of like clarity or something. I'm not sure, but when she told me, I could tell that it was serious and she's never brought it up ever since because of how much it creeps her out. Sometimes... I get worried that one day she might break character with me and only I'll be around and I won't know what to do. She's very sweet and we love her just the way that she is, but it really creeps me out to think that, I mean, what if her mind was being held hostage by another? So, I've had encounters with her paranormal stuff I guess you could call it in this house but I've never experienced anything like this a lot of other stuff has ended thanks to a local priest that we had come over a good sage of smudging and stuff like that it's currently 1.47am here where I live and I got up to go to the bathroom and left the light off for reference I haven't gone to sleep yet and I'm not really tired as I'm always up late anyway but every night when I go to the restroom, I, I just have a tendency to peer through the blinds and look in the backyard to see what's up. I'm just a bit nosy, I guess, but there's nothing ever in the woods. Only really the woods themselves behind me for about seven or eight miles. But when I looked out this time, I saw something and I have no idea how to even describe what it was. I'll do my best. It had pale skin, greyish, tall, like really tall, probably at least seven feet. Exaggerated features, legs were slim and super long, arms hung down past the knees, kind of sort of hunched over as well. I didn't get a super good look at it because it was walking back into the woods when I saw it, but this thing was not like any animal I know of. Here in Rhode Island, our animals are pretty standard looking, but its movement was very rubbery, like it moved without real motion, almost like it was in pain, I guess. I'm a bit of a skeptic, but man, that was the most terrifying thing that I've ever seen. I guess my only question is, what on earth was it? So, to cut a, an extremely long story short, my friend used to live in a house that was well in the woods, and one day he told me something was happening around his house, so I spent the night there to see what was going on. We sat with our backs to the wall and the window cracked just a bit, second story. As we're talking, we started hearing strange noises coming from the woods. We were shocked though as we peeked to see what it was, because between his house and the woods was this big open area, and we could faintly see the open area because of the moonlight, but, but we couldn't see the pitch blackness of the woods, when suddenly some large white creature that looked like a naked man creeped out. It was bald, and its eyes were glowing. When we freaked out, I yelped a bit too loud because it stopped and went back into the woods. The next day, being the curious people that we were, we decided to go into the woods and search. Eventually, we found a strange uprooted tree with a bunch of holes in the ground. We heard heavy breathing coming from inside somewhere, but we decided not to go looking in there. A few weeks went by and nothing really happened. I came back to his house just to sleep over and he asked me to go grab one of the bikes off the back porch. I went back there through the garage, but... As I was grabbing it, 
I don't know why, but I, I just felt like something was watching me. I looked off toward the woods, but saw nothing when suddenly I heard a, a strange noise literally over my head. I looked up at the roof, which was only about seven feet off the ground in that section of the house due to the elevation of the porch, and I saw a similar creature sitting on the roof just feet from my face. When I panicked, it shrieked in my face and I ran back into the garage and slammed the door shut. My friend ran into the garage from inside the house to see what happened and I was just panicking, telling him to lock everything right now. We locked ourselves inside and waited for his dad to come back. This was around 6 to 8 p.m. I don't remember exactly, but it was closer to the night. His dad was in the military and decided to step out and take a look after he came home, and we told him what happened. And he saw that same creature in the distance, just on the edge of the woods, but had no explanation for it. It's been five years since what happened, and... Now I've been seeing sightings of things just like it all over the place. YouTube, Reddit, Facebook, you name it. It's been really haunting me lately thinking back on that sound that it made when it shrieked and also the, the way the thing just looked. It was terrifying. Its eyes seemed very strange too. I kind of tied two and two and figured that it must live beneath the ground somewhere and only came up when it was dark or something. I don't know. Anyway, the reason why I'm sharing this is because I was just wondering if anyone else has witnessed anything like this. If you have, then please do let me know. What comes to mind when you picture the perfect roommate? One who comes when you call, one who doesn't forget to lock the doors, one who doesn't steal your milk just a little bit at a time, hoping you won't notice. At Apartments.com, they understand that. When it comes to roommates, a pet can be your best bet. They're easygoing, eat what you serve them, and never clog the toilet. That's why they have the most pet-friendly rental listings on the internet. And with instant alerts, you'll know the moment your perfect, pet-friendly place becomes available. So, when you need a place that's pet-friendly and human-tolerant, check out Apartments.com, the place to find your pet-friendly place. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So, whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So, download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So, this all started when I was 12 years old. I really don't remember how it came to this, but one day, me and a couple of my younger friends were walking out from our block of flats, and I saw something with the corner of my eye. I still don't know what it was. It was just standing in the corner. It was tall, and though I only saw it for a brief second, I experienced literal existential fear and pushed myself and my buddies outside as quickly as possible, them not understanding what had just happened, obviously. We discussed the situation a little, speculated about what was up, but it still wasn't a big thing at that time. We just went on with our day doing, well, whatever kids are usually doing. And it would be fine if it ended with that, but it didn't. You see, after that, three of us started, well, seeing things. Well, maybe two of us, because the other one is a known liar, and I'm not here to tell lies. I know for sure some of you will consider me a liar, but anyway, that's up for you to decide. It wasn't anything clear, though, but you would just sort of walk home in the evening and suddenly see someone dark and tall standing behind a tree. You knew that something was there, and it was watching you, but you would think that maybe your mind is just messing with you sort of thing. But soon enough, it went really surreal. All I can say is that we all became pretty paranoid, I guess, feeling like we were being watched all the time. But naturally, being kids, we also became really curious. And that was the point when we began hunting this stuff. 
and I'm not kidding, we called ourselves hunters because we would walk all over our area late in the evening, inspecting every dark corner, seeking out the paranormal. I know for sure that most of the experiences were just scared kids, their imagination and stuff. Especially considering the fact that we would bring in someone new who did not experience this stuff previously in order to scare them. This was kind of a bait for whatever haunted us, I guess, because we hoped that it was drawn to fear. But two encounters, they stand out as very real. Stuff like, I saw it standing next to my bed when I woke up at night for a couple of seconds, and it pushed my back when we were on a hunt, but when I turned around, nobody was there. And even it started loudly chanting something on my ear, even though nobody was there, won't be included, although it happened. I can't really remember most of the smaller stuff anyways, but I mean, I'm 20 now and it's been a long time. But the first one occurred when I got us two walkie-talkies so we could split onto two teams and inspect the area more efficiently, I guess. This time, however, we were hanging out in the yard and playing with only one of them. The other one was right there with us, turned off. And that's when someone else appeared on our usual frequency. We heard, I guess, strange noises is the best way to describe it. And I started repeatedly asking who was this third person on the line. For some time, it was just dead silent. But then someone finally said, they're calling for you nothing more, and then silence. This was pretty scary on its own, because the strange thing is, in five minutes, all three of us were called home almost simultaneously. Me and one of the guys got a call from our parents, the other one was approached by his father directly, and that's when we got paranoid over one more thing. Maybe our parents are under the influence of what we thought to be a demon as well. I know that we were probably overthinking it. We were kids, right? And it was just a coincidence, but... I mean, it was weird. But I guess when you're scared, you can't really think straight, right? But the second one was worse, to say the least. This time, there were two of us. And I swear that I would think that I was hallucinating if I wasn't on my own, but... We were heading to our usual place of hunting, a dark street between a block of flats. Please bear in mind that I'm from the Ukraine and it's not some fancy building but like a Soviet nine-story panel one, wildly overgrown with trees and all that. And on the other side is a sort of semi-abandoned factory. It's not clear if it is in use or not but once in an eternity we could see its pipes steaming, though everything around it is covered in metal scrap and trash. Anyway, our casual talk was interrupted when I suddenly stopped to stare into the bushes. My friend joined me and now we both stared at something that we couldn't exactly understand. It was something white, just sort of floating at around three meters high. Not see-through like a ghost, but like solid white. And when I think back about it, it almost seemed like we were hypnotized, I guess, because I don't remember any thoughts coming through my head. I wasn't trying to process what I saw, I guess. Just sort of looking at it. And then, it frowned. Now, I know that that sounds weird. I don't even know how to describe exactly how it frowned while having no distinct features. But it felt like its skin, if you could call it that, wrinkled in a way to express anger. It took us a couple more seconds of stupor before I woke up from it, I guess you could say, punched my friend in the shoulder, and we ran somewhere people could see us as quickly as we could. Nobody was around though, so the best option was to stay somewhere someone would possibly notice us from a window. I was quietly, sort of hysterically laughing from all of the adrenaline, I think. It felt like I finally saw something unimaginable, and we almost just died at the same time. Thinking about it now though, this thing would probably end us if it could or wanted I guess. And I know that it sounds unbelievable but yeah, we went back. Yeah, yeah, I know, nobody would do that right, that's bull, all that stuff. But I was just curious if it had a body. Here's the thing though, 
It was so dark that I couldn't even distinguish anything below its supposed head. So we grabbed some rocks and sticks and we went back. And believe it or not, it was still there, though a little bit closer to the path that we were standing on this time. It wasn't moving, just like us for a moment, because it was terrifying. Truly, we didn't know what we were dealing with. We were just impulsive, stupid kids. But we still threw whatever we grabbed at this thing, barely reaching the bushes at all. And it reacted by stretching its neck, skin, or whatever it was, tightening on its tendons, or whatever they were called. And at this point, our fright reached its peak, and we finally ran away. Now, this demonical nonsense went on for some time, a couple of years I would guess, but at some point, and I have no idea why, everything just sort of ended. I don't know how, I, I don't know exactly when, I don't know why. Maybe because we got older or something and we weren't as sensitive to the paranormal stuff or because we were getting more and more brave, bringing kitchen knives now and crosses and all that stuff to try and protect ourselves. But maybe this thing just got bored of us and moved on or something. Like I said, I don't know, but I know that I saw it, that much I'm sure of. And maybe almost everything that we thought happened was just our imagination. But those two instances, they were definitely real. Quite honestly too, I would die to know what that thing was and what it wanted from us. It made a couple of years of my life feel like an absolute mess. And it would be nice to sort of, I don't know, sort these memories out. To understand what the heck we were dealing with. Because sometimes it seems like... I'm just an idiot who can't get over the games that we played as a kid and with nobody to consult with, I think I just guess to prefer not to mention this part of my life to anyone because I know how crazy it sounds. Sometimes I, I hope to see this tall thing again just so that I could know that what I saw was real. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. So this happened when I was maybe 13 or 14. I want to believe that this was just a dream, but something inside of me says that it happened. So I'm from Eastern Slovakia in a city that isn't necessarily very religious, but has a lot of stories about demons and unholy things, I guess. We have one specific legend about a demon that mirrors whoever is looking at it, but I never really believed in any of this stuff. We lived in a small Slavic house and I shared a room with my brother and two sisters. One night I was in bed and having trouble sleeping, just sort of lying there wide awake. And after what seemed like a couple of hours, I decided to go to the bathroom. But we didn't have a bathroom inside, so you had to go out the front door and around the house to go to the outhouse. I get up and step over my brother to leave my room and go out the front door. I grab my glasses on the way out so I can see clearly outside, so I know I wasn't just mistaking things for my bad vision. And as soon as I step outside, I turn to the left to go around the house, and suddenly I'm face to face with, well, myself. Maybe two meters in front of me. It's clearly me as well. Same face, same age, same glasses wearing different clothes than the ones that I was wearing, but still clothes that I owned. And we stared at each other, both wide-eyed and in shock, neither of us moving. After maybe five full seconds, I would guess, he just turned around and casually walks around the corner of the house. I'm frozen in place, I know that I'm not dreaming, and after a minute or two, I slowly walk around the corner, and 
there was nobody there. Just the outhouse, maybe 50 meters away. I go to it and I pee real fast and go back inside and get in bed. I lay awake confused and rethinking what just happened. But eventually I, I fall asleep. I don't know how long it was too, but I woke up at some point to somebody yelling. I sit up startled and my brother, eight or nine years old at the time, comes running back in the room yelling all types of expletives at me. He's freaking out, pacing back and forth in our room. Me and my now awake sisters try to calm him down and ask what happened. But he looks like he's having a psychotic breakdown. After a few minutes, we get him to calm down and talk to us about what happened. He says that he went outside to use the bathroom and as soon as he got out the door, he came face to face with himself. And he told the exact same story as what I had experienced. My sisters tell him that he's just tired and seeing things. It was just a bad dream. I never said anything to him. He said that he didn't want to go pee anymore and he just got into bed. We all went back to sleep at this point and to be honest, I, I never told anyone about my experience, ever. In fact, I hadn't even thought about it until this day. It's been over a decade and I'm living in Salt Lake City now. I woke up this morning next to my girlfriend who's still asleep and I go about my morning, set up and put up my contacts, I brush my teeth, do normal stuff. I decided to go to the gym before my girlfriend wakes up so I get ready and leave my house. I go down the stairs and out to the parking lot but as soon as I turn to the left to go towards my car, there I am again. But this time I'm not face to face. The other me is maybe a hundred meters away behind a car. I start walking towards him, never taking my eyes off of him. We are sort of staring at each other again. I get to maybe 40 meters away and I can clearly tell that it's myself. And what makes me more certain is that he's wearing a green jacket that I had in the passenger seat of my car. It's not easy to mistake and at about 20 meters away, he turns and walks behind the cars. I lose sight of him for just a brief second. I get to my car and look in the window and my jacket is no longer on my seat. I look around, but there's nobody there. I am so freaked out by this point that I just go back to my apartment and I get back in bed. I know that I'm not dreaming because I'm clearly wide awake at this point. What I don't know is that if this is real or maybe I'm just having some sort of a, a weird hallucination. So the creepiest thing just happened to me. I, a 24 year old female, am laying in bed scrolling through TikTok after a long day of work. As I was scrolling, I noticed breakthrough sounds that were not part of the original audio. I confirmed this by scrolling away and scrolling back to the videos and realizing the sound wasn't there anymore. It started as little sort of blips that I assume were just caused by our terrible download speeds. As I kept scrolling though, I started hearing more and more until one entire video's audio was completely covered by what sounded like listening to TV over the phone. I got creeped out and paused the video, but the sound continued. I could hear someone breathing and eating what sounded like potato chips through my phone. I immediately covered my phone, the TV and the eating sound stopped at that point, and I was left with that sort of static that you can hear when somebody is silently on the other side of the phone. When I uncovered my camera, the chips quietly returned. I covered my camera again and... After sitting in two full minutes of phone static, asked hello. There was a, a short, low sound that I assumed to be a grunt and the phone static suddenly ended. I panicked, closed all my apps and turned off my phone. Now I have tape covering my camera and I just bought a VPN. I know that it's virtually impossible for the iPhone camera to be hacked, but still, I'm freaked out and... I have no idea what's going on. My roommate just got home from dinner and told me that she's heard the same sounds before and 
but we're both pretty sure that it's probably a weird Bluetooth thing with our or somebody else's headsets because we live around a lot of people who work from home. We're changing all of our passwords though and keeping our front cameras covered just in case because, to be honest, I'm still not sure who the heck that was or how on earth they were listening through. For as long as I've known my wife, she's mentioned growing up in a haunted house. I always assumed that she was just joking because she always brought it up in a, a quite light-hearted way, I guess, and never went into much detail. It was a big old house and I figured that she was just talking about weird old house noises. The house belonged to a great aunt who raised my wife for most of her childhood. Her great aunt recently passed away and her great aunt's daughter, who my wife calls her aunt, though technically she's a second cousin or something, I'll be referring to her as her aunt though, now owns this house. After my wife's great aunt passed though, we went to stay in the house for four nights to attend the funeral and spend time with my wife's family as we live in another state. When we got there, my wife and her aunt were chatting and mentioned that they thought that my wife's great aunt might join the ghosts already haunting this house. And to be honest, I still hadn't considered that they might actually be serious. The first night that we spent there, I woke up in the middle of the night and noticed something standing in the corner of the room beside the door. Thinking that it was my wife, I asked what she was doing, and this woke my actual wife up, who was actually sleeping beside me. I said that I thought that I saw someone in the room with us, but it must just be my eyes playing tricks on me. She then said, the person in the corner next to the door... Uh, yeah, don't worry about it. I almost wet myself. I thought that there was some creep in my room, to be honest, and my wife was just too sleepy to process it. So I grabbed my phone to call the police, but when my phone lit up the room, I saw that there was nobody there anymore. There wasn't even a weird shape that I might have mistaken for a person. The door was closed, so... It wasn't like there could have been someone there who left the room in the moments that I was looking away to grab my phone. My wife told me that it was common to see shadowy people in the night, but I shouldn't worry because they don't do anything apparently. She fell back asleep right after that, but I just laid there awake the whole night, wondering what the heck had just happened. The next morning, I asked my wife about it, and she said that she wasn't kidding about the house being haunted. People who spend the night in the house regularly see and hear ghosts, but they've never heard anyone or caused any problems, apparently. I remained skeptical even after the next night, which had been after the funeral, and my wife and aunt both reported that they'd been visited in their dreams by my wife's great aunt. So far in my mind, everything was weird but explainable, I guess. The figure in the room could have been a strange trick of the light, my wife and her aunt had just attended the funeral of their loved one and it made sense for them to both dream about her that night. Maybe it was a coping mechanism. But the third night, I was kept awake for hours by the constant sound of footsteps pacing around the house. My wife also heard them but said that it was normal and I shouldn't worry and she fell asleep easily. A few times during the night, I got up to look around for the source of the noise. I even did a, a couple of laps of the outside of the house in case there was somebody outside, but I never saw anyone walking around. At one point, I was in the lounge room and heard footsteps from the kitchen and called out to ask if there was anybody there. My wife's aunt opened her bedroom door and said that she could hear the footsteps too. And just like my wife, she told me that it was normal and... There was no cause for concern. Then there was the sound of a drawer opening in the kitchen, which we both reacted to and I went to check it and found the cutlery drawer open. My wife's aunt, who had come to the kitchen too, simply closed the drawer, commented with mild annoyance that the ghosts are always leaving things open and went back to bed, leaving me to my own existential crisis. I just could not come up with a way to explain that away. We both heard the footsteps, both heard the drawer open at the same time, 
and there was nobody there and no way out of the kitchen except for past us. I tried staying on the couch to try and catch this mystery walker, and there were multiple times that I heard the footsteps pass through the lounge room, but I never saw anything. Eventually, I just gave up and I went back to bed. Nothing really happened the final night, though we did wake up to several cabinets open and nobody remembered leaving them open, though that could be explained by somebody just forgetting, I guess, or even sleepwalking. Even so, the footsteps, they still bothered me and the shadowy person from the first night and the cabinets opened on the final night made me nervous in light of everything that happened on the third night. Up until now, I've always scoffed at the idea of the paranormal, but I just can't reconcile my experiences in that house with my skepticism. Talking to my wife's family revealed that everyone who stayed in that house believes that it's haunted because they've had at least one completely unexplainable experience there. They all report that the ghosts leave people alone for the most part, though some who have lived there for a long time as children, including my wife and her aunt, have described meeting people that they thought were probably ghosts and have positive but strange interactions with them. To be quite honest as well, I'm still not sure what to think about it. This experience took place about maybe 10 years ago now. It was while I was babysitting my baby cousin at my grandmother's house. Just to quickly explain the layout to her house as well, it has multiple levels. The main level with the kitchen, living room, two bedrooms, and a bathroom has two sets of stairs. One goes up to the master bed or bath. The other goes down to the den or laundry and a sunroom. From the den, there's another set of stairs that goes to the finished basement. This experience took place on the main level in the living room. I had the baby on my lap just sort of playing. There was nobody else there and out of nowhere there was suddenly a crying coming over the monitor and I could also hear the crying throughout the house coming from my grandmother's bedroom upstairs which is where her crib and the other monitor were. I immediately carried the baby and myself straight outside, going right past the stairs to the upstairs bedroom to the set going down to the den and out the sunroom door, hearing the cries the whole time. We stayed outside until my grandmother got home. I have no explanation and it has baffled me all these years as to what happened that day. Had I only heard it from the monitor, I'd say possibly interference from another monitor close by, but... I distinctly heard it so clearly from upstairs and it carried and was even louder as I passed by it to get outside. I am still troubled by that day. So I've always had incredibly weird paranormal experiences throughout my life but this one definitely tops the charts. It unnerves me even to this day. I moved to Texas, but I had to fly to Utah to pick up my car. It's February of 2020, and I leave Utah at approximately 6 p.m. with a friend who flew with me. We decided that we'd spend the night in Albuquerque so we could get some sleep, and we'd arrive there at around 4 a.m. So we're driving, things are fine. And you have to pass through a reservation to get to the main highway for Albuquerque and something felt just off from the second that we entered into New Mexico. It's maybe two or three in the morning at this point and my friend was fast asleep with her head against the window while I played the music loudly. We had to drive slowly as the speed limit was only like 35 or 45 here and as we got further into the reservation I heard a, a sharp knock on the roof of my car. It was hard enough to be clearly heard over the music. My friend was even startled awake and asked what happened. I shrugged it off. I didn't want to stop. This might have been intuition as well, but I'd rather have rock damage or drive on a flat tire or anything else than stop on that road. It was dark and something just felt wrong. Now, I had really absurdly bright LED headlights on my car, and as such, I could see a few miles ahead of where my car was going. 
My friend was watching the road and I slowed down to get a better look while I was still a good distance away. But what I saw, it still freaks me out to this day. The best way that I could describe it was a, a body of a human, sort of half contorted downward. The hair and the head were upside down and its arms were like large stalactite looking things. And that thing was so dark as well that my headlights couldn't even penetrate it. However, it illuminated everything around it. Its face wasn't looking at us originally, but it sort of twisted its head to look around at us. It didn't have facial features, but it looked sort of distorted, like it had broken a jaw or something, and it was almost, I don't know, sort of blurry, I guess. I pride myself on my somewhat photographic memory, but it was like it didn't even want me to see it. At this point, we're no more than 50 to 75 feet away, and I just step on it. My friend asks if I saw that, and I nodded my head. I didn't even want to talk about it, if I'm being honest. I didn't even want to breathe. I was just shaking so badly because it felt ominous, evil in fact. I can't even put my finger on it to explain in full detail the fear that I felt, but it was like it penetrated to my bones. It was a primal instinct to run and run as fast as I could away from whatever this thing was. I told her not to look back because we don't want it to follow us. And I swear that I drove a solid 120 until I got off the reservation. We didn't end up stopping in Albuquerque either. I just drove all the way to Lubbock instead and we spent the night there. My work asked for paranormal stories and I told this once. A co-worker mentioned putting it on here because she thinks that you guys might like it. Anyway, that's it for my story and... I guess I just want to add as well that I reached out to my friend and it turns out that they were awake that entire time. They just had their head resting against the window so it wasn't like we were mistaken with regarding what we saw. G'day mates, it's Bee Buster here. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the Be Scared Podcast. And please, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss next week's episode too. Also, it would be much appreciated if you could share this new podcast with your friends and family and on social media too. Thanks again for listening, guys, and I'll see you mates in the next one. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Parts.